Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We are live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. And we're a group of law enforcement professionals to talk about today's news and issues. But the twist is, is that we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And you recognize him, Lieutenant Randy Sutton. Yes, he is from the retired from the Las Vegas Metro Police Department out there in Nevada. So thanks for being on the show, Randy. Appreciate it. He's also, also the founder of the Wounded Blue at thewoundedblue.org. Randy's got some uh, new information coming up about the Wounded Blue that we're going to get to in just a second. Also, a shout out to our sponsors, our newest sponsor, and they're absolutely killing it, Aero Precision. We have goals also, aufire.com, gunler.com. BlueTheGold.com and MyMedicare.Live. And a shout out to Brian Burns with the free press at TampaFP.com. Thanks for hearing our content. And Ray Dietrich with RedVoiceMedia.com. We're streaming the eight locations right now. Three of those are Facebook pages belonging to the Red Voice Media with about one million followers. So thanks to Ray and Red Voice Media for helping make that happen. Randy, what's going on with the with the Wounded Blue? I know you, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for some exciting breaking news. And hey, also, do you have that Guitars for Cops thing still going too? We do have the guitars, the number four cops.com. That is uh, some of the biggest country music stars in America have signed guitars to help the Wounded Blue raise money. If you go to guitarsforcops.com, you'll see names like Dirks Bentley, Reba McIntyre, um, Toby Keith signed guitars for us. Um, fortunately, he passed away, uh, but true American hero. But so many country artists have signed on to help the Wounded Blue. For a thousand bucks a piece, you can get a signed guitar by your favorite country artist and help the Wounded Blue. We do have some amazing stuff coming up, uh, and I will be releasing some information very, very soon on a major development. I just can't talk about it yet. But I'm sure that when you do talk about it, it will be here first. I'm sure. I'm. I'm just. I'm <laughs> not. You don't even have to commit that. I just. I know that's going to happen. So, <laughs> so thanks, <laughs> Lieutenant. We appreciate it. Hey, we've got a great lineup. We've got some. Uh, some good stuff that we're going to be talking about. You know, I'll tell you, there's some stuff in the news. It's just kind of crazy. So, uh, so let, let's, let's jump right in the crazy guy. So, uh, and, and speaking of crazy, you know, yesterday we covered not one, but we covered two stories where cops shot guys uh, because they thought they had been shot and the bad guys that they shot um, or, or shot at the first bad guy ended up being, you know, shot and killed. The second one was just a bad guy handcuffed in the back of a police car but but none of them, neither one of them had guns. None of them shot the cops, but both cops that shot at shot them or shot at them thought that they had been shot by those bad guys, and they were, in their mind, returning fires. Craziest thing. So, yeah, we'll be, uh, we covered that yesterday. I'm, I'm curious to see what social media is going to do with these with these stories. Uh, but on today, we're talking about um, at lawofficer.com, heroes tackle suspected gunmen at Kansas City Chiefs Parade. Wow. Now, there's new details I'll cover in just a second. But the details in the shooting that took place in the area of the Kansas City Chiefs Victory Parade, the details are still coming out. But one of the suspe suspected gunmen, according to this article, was apprehended by fans at the event. There was a video component of that. Yeah, you can see one fan trying to take him down and then a second one grabbing him. And these fans could have been, you know, off-duty Leos for all I know. The below video um, that they're, that that is, you know, and we'll have that attached to the show tomorrow at nine o'clock on a rumble channel, but it was showing three subjects being taken into custody and they were still, you know, getting details on this. And at the time this thing went down, um, the uh, guy tackled, it was at the U union station at the Kansas city chiefs, uh, super bowl parade. So that said, there is a new article. Uh, and this article is it, it's, it's at NBC news and NBCnews.com. So they've got this stuff coming out like every few seconds. And they say that, 
Shots were fired at the end of the Chiefs victory parade and the rally in downtown Kansas City, Missouri um, on, you know, yesterday. One person was killed. 21 others were shot, including children. And three of the victims remain in critical condition as of Thursday. And three people are in custody, too, which are juveniles. And officials say they don't believe the motive was terrorism. So I know that was the first thing on everybody's mind or whether these are like illegal immigrants because there's, you know, so many millions of those guys walking across the border. But the shooting was the result, according to this news article, of a dispute between several people. And uh, so that's so that's what we have so far. That's the uh, the, the the latest and the greatest, basically. So um, comments, Randy, on this. Yeah, you know, I've been following this. Uh, I was actually uh, reporting live on Fox News yesterday for almost 40 minutes on this. And, um, you know, yesterday the, the, there were very few details that came out, not understandably, because of what a dynamic situation it is. But now we're, we're a day past this, and I'm a little surprised at the lack of information that is coming out of Kansas City. Um, at this point, they've had, these, they've had people detained. They didn't say arrested. And so I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm kind of startled by the fact that we don't know more about this situation. Um, it sounds to me, and, and because of this, this lack of information, I've been getting calls with some of the wildest, ridiculous theories that, and this is what happens when, when there isn't information. People just make stuff up and, and these rumors get started and they can be damaging. So, so I, I really think that, that Kansas City needs to get out in front of this and start releasing information. Is this gang-related? This is the first thing that comes to my, my mind, okay. especially now that you've said juveniles. Um, and do because of the political environment, do they not want to release the information that this was gang-related? Um, you know, we have seen, we've seen this uh, gang-related killings and shootings being covered up by um, by the uh, you know the authorities because they 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 don't want to release that information, and so I'm I'm very curious as to what is truly going on here. Yeah, you know, it, information is coming out constantly, so um, that's a good question. That's something I didn't even think about, Randy. Um, you know, being out there in the Vegas gang world, you know, because our gangs here in Tampa are a little bit different than they are over there in uh, in Las Vegas. That's interesting, interesting uh, thinking there. All right. We'll see. And then you can say that, hey, I thought of it first on this show. I know, because I know you're going to call me stage tip. Remember? Yeah, yeah, I was right all along. Yeah, I know. I'll be getting that call. All right. Thanks. And good thinking, Randy. So, look, moving along here, let's see. Our next one that we're going to talk about, uh, we have an update article uh, at lawofficer.com. Mayorkas becomes the first sitting cabinet member to be impeached in U.S. history. So it's not over yet. But in the second vote attempt in exactly a week, the U.S. House, not the Senate, but the House, on Tuesday night, impeached Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who becomes the first sitting cabinet member to be impeached in U.S. history. So he was impeached. It was mostly along party lines by vote of 214 to 213. Three Republicans voted uh, with 210 Democrats. So, yeah, we're still getting disappointments from some Republican people in the House um, as more than 10 million illegal border crossers. And you heard that right. More, over 10 million illegal border crossers. So they're not migrants. They're illegal aliens. They're breaking the law by coming in here. So with more than 10 million of these entering the country in three years and a record number of known or suspected terrorists have been apprehended under Mayorkas' watch, the House Committee on Homeland Security Chairman Mark Green from Tennessee 
He led the charge uh, to impeach him. Now, it goes on to say that Green also urged the Senate to do the right thing and remove Mayorkas from office uh, following a thorough trial. So that's actually, you know, the next stage. There's going to be a trial in the Senate, and, and they've got the ultimate power, I guess, to remove him. The Democrat-led Senate is expected to acquit, though, Mayorkas. Democrats have argued that he that the uh, failures that he's experienced do not constitute high crimes or misdemeanors, calling it a sham and a political ploy because the House said that they were, in fact, crimes and misdemeanors to justify uh, the impeachment. And, of course, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, and I hate hearing that name. Even worse, I hate hearing that voice on radio or TV. But he said the Mayorkas impeachment trial will begin this month. And the first attempt to impeach Mayorkas failed last week after three Republicans voted with the Democrats. And it gives their name, Tom McKintock and Ken Buck and Mike Gallagher of uh, Wisconsin. Those guys sided with the other team. Gallagher has since said that he's not running for re-election. So after missing last week's vote, uh, Representative Steve Scalise, uh, who's the who's battling cancer. These are the guys that were not able to make it. Two Florida reps, Brian Mast and Maria Elvira Salazar, didn't make the vote. Lois Frankel and Judy Chu, uh, they didn't make it either. They weren't present for the vote, this last one. So, wow. Um, Lieutenant Randy. Mayorkas needs to be tried for treason. Impeachment isn't enough. What this guy has done is is absolutely um, one of the one of the most horrendous uh, acts against this country that that has ever occurred. But he's just the he's just the water boy for the president. So that's where it's coming from. It's coming from the most lawless presidential administration in history. They this isn't an accident. They're doing this on purpose. And Mayorkas is the is the the uh, the leader of the pack here. Um, he is he, th- these actions have led to the deaths of of untold numbers of Americans, both from fentanyl and from crime. And yet, the, the it continues. Um, the leadership of this country allow it, and it's 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 disgusting. I. I agree. You know, it should be so bad that no one wants to take this job. People, when I talk to people, they say, yeah, you know, the, the President Biden's in charge. But you know what? This is the guy, my orchestra is saying that, hey, the border's absolutely secure. Nothing's going on there. So commercial break, guys. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Certainly by now you're aware of the new goals at goals.com slash Leo, the country's leading uniform clothing equipment and gear provider for law enforcement. And they have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty boots and tactical gear. And as our panelist, Captain Brett Bartlett, always says, they pretty much have everything for law enforcement except for guns and ammo. So if you haven't checked out the new Gauls lately, go to Gauls.com slash Leo and check them out. And hey, not just law enforcement anymore. You know, we have a lot of friends involved in the military and, and even our hose dragger buddies on the firefighter side. And they have Gauls gift cards there. So if you have a family friend or loved one uh, that is involved in those professions, go there and hook them up. Military, firefighters, law enforcement, uh, they will be they will greatly appreciate it. Trust me. So again, it's Gauls.com slash Leo. And again, their uniform program is second to none. Even my former agency has a second floor lobby office, you know, at the headquarter building. So Gauls.com slash Leo. Please check them out. All right. Also, introducing Aero Defense by Aero Precision at AeroPrecisionUSA.com, a beacon of durability, dependability, and all-American craftsmanship in the realm of duty rifles. So born from an aerospace engineering company, Aero Defense by Aero Precision demands perfection because settling for anything less is not an option when your life is on the line. 
Visit AeroPrecisionUSA.com for a lineup that matches every discipline. Now, since 1994, they've quietly led the AR Builder parts domain. Now they're making waves in the complete rifle arena. They're building the whole thing with Solus Bolt action. So stay tuned because the ME, I'm sorry, the M4E1 Pro and the Mod 4 handguards, they're hitting AeroPrecisionUSA.com later this year. The embodiments of duty rifle excellent. They're now being tailored for the civilian customer. Ding, ding. So start paying attention, civilians, if you want to get your hands on this stuff. In addition to their M5 AR-308 platform, that's nothing short of spectacular. Don't set it for less when you can have the best, AeroPrecisionUSA.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We are still live from the Boss Hog Studios in Plant City, Florida. So talking about Mayorkas, uh, any uh, any final words on that story, uh, Randy, or any predictions? Yeah, the, 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 my prediction is that nothing will happen, that the the partisan politics that are at play here will allow this insanity to go on and on and on. You know, so, so anyhow, two things that, that I would like to see happen. I would like to see if, if anything does happen to my orcas, that it'd be so bad that position that no one wants to take that job. I mean, they are front man for the president. We know where the marching orders are coming from. Um, the second thing is, is that that's fine. The other side, the other team doesn't want to, you know, boot this guy out or send a message. That's fine. Uh, let the, I have no sympathy for places like New York and people that are allowed, you know, they want to be a sanctuary city. And if it doesn't bother them enough to where they're willing to vote people out of office or their representatives in Congress not willing to do the same thing, guess what? It, it doesn't bother them enough. If it doesn't bother them enough to do that, it doesn't bother them enough. So let it keep getting worse because it's it's not going to go anywhere but further south. You know, it's going to go, it's going to get worse and worse. So we'll just wait until it gets bad enough and it'll be too late. And we're all going to suffer. We already are suffering because of this. But unfortunately, that's just what's going to have to happen because there will come a time where the light bulb is going to have to go off. It's just going to get so bad. You know, family members are going to get raped, robbed, killed, whatever. And then the light bulb is going to go off and say, yeah, crap, we could have stopped this three years ago. But yeah. All right. Moving along. Let's see what else. And we have a couple of stories coming up. They have a video component. So look, I'll tell you right away. We're describing great detail what's going on so you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. And I'm talking to our audio listeners, you know, podcast, radio station. And we want you to stay loyal to those platforms that are bringing you this good quality content. And, and again, you know, our show is live Monday through Friday during the lunch hour, the 12 to 1 o'clock Eastern time. That said, we take the same live show and we improve it, actually. And we rebroadcast it the next day at 9 o'clock in the morning. The difference is, is that the produced version of this live show, we embed all the videos that we talk about and we put pictures of the good guy. So if you want to see that version, you know, at 9 o'clock the next morning on a Rumble channel, which is called leo roundtable you can watch it you just got to wait till nine o'clock the next morning and we actually cut down on some of the commercials too so um you'll check those out on police one video associated with this like i just said chicago officers are run down by a suspect in a getaway vehicle video first posted by user chicago critter on facebook you see cops get the driver out but there's someone else in the passenger seat Watch, despite guns and clear view, the passenger jumps into the driver's seat and floors it. Got two officers, they got hit by the car. The officers had... Look, this is a news video, news footage, so... Uh, we used to get when we were when we had a bigger presence on YouTube. We used to get dinged a lot showing news videos because you know it's shared content, someone else's content. They would slam us or strike us or whatever. But we're not on YouTube that much. We do a live show on YouTube, and guys, I don't know how much longer that's going to last. We are always day by day on YouTube because they hate conservatives and they hate law enforcement, and they're always seeking to shut down our channels and other people. I talk to people all over the country, guys, and it's not just us. Other like-minded conservatives and law enforcement channels experience the same thing. So I tell you that so that I can tell you this. 
Go to the Rumble. Go to the other platforms where you can watch your content. We don't have much of an issue with Facebook. It doesn't mean that that's not going to happen, though. Rumble is the safest platform out there or on a Rumble channel. You can watch the videos. Um, you can type in messages. Um, we do live streams to Rumble as well. We put all this other content. Um, you know, that comes out at nine o'clock the next morning on a Rumble channel. It's just a great one place shop to go. So a, a, a viral video captured the moment a fleeing suspect ran down two Chicago police officers, according to CBS News Chicago. Now, bystander video from the February 10th incident shows police. They're actually boxed in a vehicle and they detain a person outside the car. And I thought they did a decent job about boxing the car. And the, the person being detained was the driver. So both the driver and the passenger were suspected of breaking into apartments and cars. So they're burglars or suspected to be burglars. Or if they're, if we had an attorney on the show, Randy, we, we would say allegedly a burglar, right? <laughs> so after the driver's taken out of the car, the passenger jumped into the driver's seat. The car surges forward. It injures two cops as the suspect flees. The officers had their serving weapons drawn at the start of the arrest, but they did not fire them. Now, the officers had every right to shoot, according to a quote from Milan Mason, but they were more concerned with citizens around them, which I'm assuming that was the backdrop because there was a lot of people around. If the bullet didn't find its target, you're going to hit a, you know, you're going to hit a, an innocent civilian. And so uh, Milan was the former director of law enforcement training in Minnesota. So the original driver of the car is Darius Carter, 32. He was taken in the custody and charged with attempted theft. But the driver who hit the officers remains at large. They haven't even caught him yet. Now I would have to think that since they have Darius in custody, it's only a matter of time before they find that bad guy. I'm sure they've already got him identified. Lieutenant Randy. Yeah, there really wasn't an opportunity to, to shoot at this guy. Uh, you know, this, this happened very, very quickly. Guy jumped in the, in the, in the, in the uh, driver's seat and just took off. Uh, those officers are so lucky that they weren't seriously injured. And, and once again, you know, remember that, that these, these incidents happen so, so very fast that often there just isn't time to use the force that would be appropriate, uh, you know, as deadly force in this in this particular instance. And the, the officers used the judgment that um, that they should have used in, in this case. Um, I want to talk about something that, that that is not on the schedule today. Um, if well, I, I, got, could I, got, for just a I got two stories back to back talking okay. about cops yet. So can we can we wait till after the second the second story? Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're tied into each other. Okay. So let's, let's do this. Uh, we got about a minute 52 before our next commercial break. So let's jump in with this next story. And, and this goes down a little differently, Randy. This is the guy that's the hood ornament that's shooting through the windshield at the bad guy yeah. So we're yeah. on our favorite law enforcement video channel called this is butter Columbus police. Now this guy's a Sergeant Randy. So I know he's going to be close to your heart cause he's almost a Lieutenant, you know, and uh, he's shooting through the windshield at a car thief who tries to run him down. Watch out, watch out, watch out. 
And and I must point out that while he's shooting, he's being taken for a ride in the hood of the car, right? So the woman accused the leading officers on a wild chase. And it, it's a I say the dude, it's a woman. Um, um, but the woman accused the leading officers on a wild chase that ended moments after she crashes into a Columbus police sergeant who then shot her from atop the hood of the car had been in police custody just hours earlier. So listen how this goes down. Friday, ABC6 obtained police video of this, and we're going to have that embedded in the show that we release at 9 o'clock in the morning on the Rumble channel tomorrow. But the video shows officers trying to stop 32-year-old Holly Graham. What a sweet, innocent name, Randy. And she pulled <laughs> several gas stations in the East Dublin area Wednesday afternoon. At one point, Graham, our, our you know, innocent female, she's in a stolen car. Uh, she drove at an officer, knocks him on the top of the hood, and she keeps driving. The sergeant maintained his composure <laughs> as best you can while you're going for a ride on the hood of a bad guy's car, stolen car, fires several rounds through the front windshield, all while Graham, our you know, hot female here, continues driving. He somehow stayed on the hood. Eventually, he falls to the ground, and Graham, the female, drives off. Guys, there's more to this story, but we have a commercial break. Stick with us. Commercial break. We'll be right back. You know, guys, if you're struggling with the ins and outs of warrantless searches and seizures or worried about the liability of getting it wrong, because you can very easily, say hello to bluetogold.com. They translate search and seizure doctrines into clear, straightforward concepts that any officer can relate to. Plus, they give the training for free thanks to bluetogold.com's free weekly webinars. Now, next week, they're talking about searching cars and occupants. It's pretty serious stuff. Sign up at bluethegold.com today. Join thousands of your peers in blue and step up your legal game because, frankly, you and your agency cannot afford not to. All right, now it's time to talk about AU Fire at aufire.com. It stands for Accuracy Under Fire, and now agencies can prepare their leos for the mental challenges associated with being wounded on duty, forcing them to adapt, problem-solve, refocus, and overcome to effectively neutralize the threat. Now, aufire.com has the only option to safely prepare Leos for the instant intense random and distracting immobilization of a body part associated with a debilitating wound. Go to aufire.com and check it out, guys. You'll be glad you did. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, still live in the Boss Talk Studios of Plant City, Florida. Left off talking about a sergeant taking a ride in the hood of a car. And, uh, yeah, it's a bad girl that's driving this thing. So it shows the uh, officers trying to stop 32-year-old Holly Graham, who pulls in and out of several gas stations in the East Dublin area on Wednesday afternoon. At one point, Graham in the stolen car drives at an officer, knocks him on top of the hood, keeps driving. The sergeant, uh, they say he maintains his composure, but how do you maintain your composure? Unless you're sitting side, I can see Randy, he'd be sitting on, be doing like a model, he'd be sitting on the side of the hood doing a pose with his, you know, his elbow on the hood, his hand holding his ear on his ear. I could see that. But yeah, that I think is what this guy was doing. I was watching the video. So the, the, the sergeant fires several rounds through the front windshield, um, all while Graham continues driving. He stays on the hood, though, eventually falls to the ground. ground. She drives off. Moments later, uh, she crashes into two cars that are stopped at a red light down the road. Another officer on a motorcycle approaches and gets her on the ground as other cops, the cavalry, shows up. The sergeant who was struck by the car, he's taken to the hospital, released on Friday. And ABC, ABC 6 confirmed uh, either late Tuesday night or early Wednesday morning that she was in custody on a warrant back from 2020. And he goes on to say that um, officers took her to the jail. Jail wouldn't take her, telling the officers that she needed medical treatment. And uh, it just it's just, you know, she had a warrant for her arrest, I believe, all kinds of stuff going on. But just what a what a wild story. But look, two different cases because. You know, this sergeant was able to unload through the windshield. The other cops didn't didn't shoot. I'm glad they didn't because innocent bystanders, you know, could have got um, shot. But it just goes to show you that some agencies ban shooting at moving cars or occupied vehicles. And it just goes to show you, Randy, that sometimes you just, 
you know, you just need to get it done, dude. How is this woman not dead? Oh, I agree. She should be. How how did he miss her? He's literally on the hood. It was a wild freaking video. It was a wild video. And he and he pumps I don't know, four or five rounds point blank into the windshield and missed yeah. her. I don't I for the life of me, I don't know how she survived that. That woman has nine lives. And uh, and the fact that that uh, uh, that that the officer, thank God, he wasn't badly hurt. But man, this this could have been this could have gone so bad in so many ways. Um, literally had a happy ending. Yeah, I'm yeah, I, I'm surprised. And it just goes to show, I what I have been saying for a few years now. Agencies, I'm telling you, if you think that you can get away with just banning karate restraint techniques or you can't shoot at moving vehicles that are occupied or you can't shoot from a moving vehicle. You need to get out of that mindset real quick because you cannot ban, you can't do a car blanche ban on everything because there's always going to be scenarios, I assure you, where the officer is going to be, can be in a situation where he can legally and justifiably do that. Now, he might violate some whacked out woke policy you come up with at your agency, but when he goes to arbitration or he goes to trial, God forbid, or whatever, he's gonna, they're going to find that he's completely justified and rightfully so. And then you're going to get egg on your face by the agency banning people from doing that. This cop, by shooting her, could likely prevent her from going and hitting other cops. There are always going to be situations where you cannot carte blanche ban everything. Have more training involving cops shooting at him from moving vehicles, and that'll go a long way with curbing some of that liability, in, in, in my humble opinion. Randy? Yeah, uh, and and that's unfortunately that's what's happening um, in many agencies. Is this um, just a total? There, there is a, a, an incident happens, and the knee jerk reaction from the administration is to protect their own butts, and that is, well, oh, we enacted this policy that uh, you also violated that policy because we're looking for a fall guy, and and we all know how law enforcement administrations are famous for. Um, for, for selling out their own cops whenever it's politically expedient to do so. It takes a, it takes a real leader to stand up for their officers. But unfortunately, we've seen a, a, a large amount of our law enforcement leadership um, fail in that role. No doubt. Well, look, Randy, before we get to Chicago PD getting rid of, I mean, if I could think of any agency that might use a program or need a program like ShotSpotter, I'm thinking Chicago, right? But we're getting ready to cover a story where they actually dump shot spotter technology. But before we go there, I know there's something that you want to say, something that's near and dear to your heart. Yeah. I'm sure it can be earth shattering for our listeners. So Randy, the floor is yours. Yeah. I, this morning I received a very disturbing phone call from a, a sergeant at the Las Cruces, New Mexico police oh, yeah. department. And they had their first officer murdered in the line of duty a couple of days ago, officer Jonah Hernandez. And um, young officer, two years on, uh, answered a, 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 a call, a very, very routine call involving a, a trespasser. And the trespasser was a madman with an eight-inch blade. And when the officer approached him, he immediately launched himself at the officer and, and stabbed him repeatedly to death. Um, the, only, the only happy moment in this horrendous story is that a citizen saw what happened, retrieved his firearm, and killed the suspect. But this shows 
the, the dangers of law enforcement. Once again, another officer killed in the line of duty defending his his uh, his town. And it's just uh, it's just heartbreaking. We you know, you're right. Uh, we actually just covered that. I think it was in yesterday's show. And I saw uh, since the show, I saw the release of the picture. I think the uh, it, it's uh, you know, I think he had a beanie on his head. He's got two young kids that are that survived. And uh, and he looked like a pretty strapping dude. I mean, he looked like a like a he didn't this guy. He didn't have he didn't have a chance. He didn't have a chance. The the, the first strike um, hit his hit his uh, his artery and then he stabbed him repeatedly oh. in the head leaving the knife in the brain of the of he almost cut his head off um and and so the wounded blue is going to help these officers who who, who the, the officer that found him was his best friend i mean this there's there i can't even imagine a worse scenario that this officer goes to back up his his best buddy and finds him literally mutilated by this by this cretin it's really a heartbreaking story, and and these officers are going to be suffering, and the wounded blue is going to do what we can to help to help them deal with this trauma. People that want to get involved and help out, or 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 see what the wounded blue is actually doing for this family, uh, how can they do that, Randy? Thewoundedblue.org is our website. Please go check it out. Help us if you can. These officers need need help, and my team stands ready. Uh, nationally for any police officer in this country to help after they've been injured either physically or in this case, emotionally and psychologically, these officers will be scarred from this experience. Now, Randy, I, uh, I'm a monthly, um, donator to the wounded blue. I don't, I don't, I'm not doing that to pat myself on the back, but I'm doing that to, to suggest that to our listeners that that is a viable option for them. Uh, I know yes. it's easier for businesses and charities to make decisions based on that monthly recurring income. So um, can they, can you tell them how they can do that? And is there a minimum for the amount of monthly uh, money they want to donate? There is no minimum. And yes, on our website, when you hit that donate button, it'll give you several options. You can make a single donation or you can make a monthly donation. And we have a lot of $10, $15 and $20 donors. Um, the There's one guy that's given five bucks um, a month, and you know what? We 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 celebrate anybody that can help out in any way, even if it's five bucks. All right, excellent. Thanks, Randy. Guys, the Wounded Blue, the Wounded Blue dot org. Um, please at least check them out. Get involved if you can. It'll be a worthwhile venture. And you know what? They're doing God's work, and they're not going to embarrass you. You know, with a, you know, remember a lot of other agencies and organizations out there that will. Uh, these guys are not. Uh, moving along here, let's see. We've got another one coming up here. It's an update article, and, and actually, I just I just kind of wet the appetite. Chicago dumps shot spotter technology. It's at lawalvis.com is where the article is at. So the city of Chicago will not renew its contract with shot spotter, the gunshot technique uh, detection technology, after the summer. So on Tuesday morning, Mayor Brandon Johnson's office released a statement saying that its multi-million dollar contract with Sound Thinking which owns the shot spotter technology. It'll run through September the 22nd, and then it's going to terminate, according to the NBC News. Now, moving forward, the city of Chicago, if you're going to wonder, you know, I mean, what do you think about the shooting in murder capital, right? You think of Chicago. Now, to solve the problem, they're going to move forward, deploying their resources and the most effective strategies and tactics proven to accelerate the current downward trend in violent crime. A downward, There's a downward trend in violent crime that <laughs> to me and the, and the citizens of Chicago, even probably the to former Mayor Lori Lightfoot. 
Uh, and so they're saying that doing this work in, in uh, consultation with community violence prevention organizations and law enforcement, it provides a pathway to a better, stronger, safer Chicago for all. Wow, I'm sure people weren't aware of that. ShotSpotter technology uses acoustic sensors to triangulate the sound of gunfire with information that is relayed to law enforcement authorities within 60 seconds. And that way, there's look, there's video components to all kinds of things involving this where they can make arrests and get there quickly and take care of business. So, wow. Randy? Yeah, uh, what, what nonsense. And this is, this, this is it, 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 a perfect example of, of, uh, of a woke administration that they don't want the cops getting there quick because they're afraid that the cops will actually engage an armed suspect and kill them. But they don't want that. This is this is this is ludicrous. But this is the city of Chicago. All right, guys. Commercial break. We will be right back. You know, guys. No matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. Gunlearn.com. They've taken the confusion out of learning, and they've actually made it easy. Gunlearn.com is the first and it's the only company that offer a step-by-step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist. Now, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point to ensure sure accuracy, and their training is approved by major forensic organizations, by law enforcement agencies, and also firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that LEOs, that's law enforcement officers, need to know about firearms and ammunition to all factions of law enforcement. Now, you can start today with online training, or you can sign up to attend a live seminar, and you can actually get free training for yourself and the personnel of your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. You'd be glad that you did. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, we're still live from the Boss Hog Studios in Plant City, Florida. Yeah, the good-looking guy sitting next to me is Randy Sutton from Las Vegas. Hey, Randy, that shot spotter technology in Chicago and what they're pulling and stuff, what in the world's going on over there? Who's pull, Who's calling the shots? That, that idiot mayor, um, he's he's a moron and is a leftist. Um, the the people of Chicago, they went from the frying pan into the fire, getting rid of that that other idiot Lori Lightfoot, and then bringing this this turd into into office. It's it's incredible to me that these lemmings that are that are that vote people like this into office um, just set themselves up to be more and more victimized. A uh, shot spotter is something that is effective. It's been it's been used very effectively in Chicago to um, to apprehend criminals. But here's what happened. This and the reason behind this is political, of course, um, because in responding to a shots fired call um, using shot spotter uh, technology, the police killed this this kid armed with a gun. Um, well, they made they made this kid into a martyr, of course even though he's running away with the gun in his hand and please shoot him. Um, this is the reason why they, why they're stopping shot spotter because it actually works and we can't have that happen. Wow. All right. And I thought that it was because it might be adversely affecting a, uh, a, a race of people uh, because they're getting arrested because shot spotter. I mean, let's face it, the, the, the crime, most of the, most of the crime that I'm aware of, the, the big shooting issues in Chicago, it's black on black crime. Uh, you know, right or wrong, that's what the stats support. So, um, uh, yeah, too bad that they're, they're they're losing an effective technology, um, and and I hope they get exposed for doing that. And uh, of course, well, and, 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 
So they're so they're gonna they're getting rid of this, but this this mayor just authorized giving millions of dollars to illegal immigrants, but they're yeah. not going to take that money and actually use it to help the the the, the violent criminal um, uh, the violent crime that that, it, that affects everybody in the city. It's just, it's it's in, it's incredible, mind boggling. Well, it, it's not on my list of places to uh, to visit anytime soon. Randy. I gotta, I gotta tell you, even when I, even when I, when I fly into San Francisco, you know, I'm packing. And I get out of San Francisco, you know, as quick as I can. So, um, let's move on. Let's see what our, our our next story. I think we've got a video component coming up. So, uh, yeah, this is gonna get better. So we're 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 back at Rumble.com, our favorite law enforcement video channel called This Is Butter. Arlington Police they released body cam footage from a fatal shooting during a traffic stop on I-20. But uh, I, had, I had nothing to do with this. I'm just helping him, man. Okay. I know. Yeah, I was As behind we were getting on, he was coming from the opposite direction. And as I turned, I had three in a row. And that's how we got out on the service road uh, real close together like that. And then when I came down, I was trying to get over, but I didn't want to cross the dust. Now, I told you to go across that way, and I you went ahead this way. I didn't see that. Your vehicle smells like weed. You got you got a gun in the car? Oh. Do you have any weapons in the car? Your keys. Listen, it's, it's dead. Don't touch me, man. Give me the keys, then. Don't put your fucking hands on me, man. Stick to scanning a use don't, code. Don't put your hands on me. Give me the keys. Don't put your hands on me. I'm not doing anything. Step out of the don't, car. Don't put your hands on me, man. Don't do car it. off. Don't do it. Turn the car off. Don't do it. Turn the car off. Listen, get your hands off me, man. You got a gun, you got a gun in the car? Quit reaching around. Listen, man, don't. I'm telling you right Quit now. Quit reaching around. I'm telling you right now. Get your hands off me. Man. Turn the get car off. Get your hands off me. Turn the car off. Get your hands off me. Give me the keys then. Keys are in the floorboard. Give me the keys then. Get your fucking hands off me, man. Yeah, please. Ah. 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 16, 10, 34. He's got a gun. He's reaching. He's reaching. Get it. Don't do it. Get your hands up. Don't do it. Get your hands up. I'll kill you. Put the gun down. I know you will. Put the gun down. Don't do it. So Arlington police, uh, they released this February the 8th. There's a traffic stop that day resulting in one person being shot and killed by police. So let's see how this thing happened, guys. So it happened on I-20 westbound. Happened last Thursday near Green Oaks when the officer says that he tried to pull over a 49-year-old named Sean McKay. There was a piece of plastic covering up his license plate. Couldn't read the tag, obstructed tag. Makes perfect sense. And a lot of, let's face it, guys, a lot of bad guys out there do crimes. They don't want you to be able to get a good plate number, right? So McKay pulls to the opposite side of the road. He swerves across multiple lanes before pulling before pulling over. So obviously the cops got an issue with that because he could be taking out people doing that. Yeah, there's there's other issues. There's a smell of marijuana. So when the officer repeatedly asks our our driver now um, to turn off the car and the exit, he refuses. So I'm now referring to this guy as a bad guy because he's not following or adhering to the lawful command of a police officer. So an officer from Kennendale, a backup officer that's in the area, sees this traffic stop and does what any good cop would do: stops to help the uh, the traffic cop. So the um, the original officer 
I had to ask for backup, which was on the way at the time from his own agency. But now we've got this APD officer, you know, and this Kendall officer telling McKay, our driver, to exit the vehicle. But McKay refuses and he stays in the car. So eventually, both officers attempt to physically remove McKay from his car. Look, this dialogue goes on a little bit too long for me. But McKay resists. He moves into the front passenger seat while they're like pulling on, you know, limbs and feet, legs and stuff. And pull a handgun on his side. So he's reached around the guy. Hey, what are you doing, man? Do you have a, you know, they're like, he, his movements are suggesting that there's maybe a gun that he's going for. Sure enough, he moves to the passenger side, produces a gun. So when the driver refuses to drop the handgun after multiple requests, the, the officer on the driver's side fires his weapon three times. So the Kennedale officer who, you know, who, who kind of showed up and wanted to help out, he did not fire. And there were also, there was a dog in the back of the seat of the car uh, but he was uninjured, so people don't freak out about that. So McKay, our bad guy driver, was taken to the hospital where he's now pronounced dead. So we have a, a dog that's going to be um, adopted out hopefully soon. Uh, and with the good news is just that bad guy's dead and the dog's going to go to a better home. In the video, McKay's heard begging the officers not to kill him. But, of course, you got some dude sitting there in the car with a gun in his hand begging you not to shoot him. I mean, you know, yeah, does that even matter? McKay had a criminal history it's been, and uh, – had been charged with weapon violence and capital murder in the past. Bonafide bad guy. You never know who you're going to pull over, Randy, even if it's an obstructed tag. Yeah, so th there's a couple issues I want to talk about here. First of all, um, the officer made the, made the traffic stop perfectly. But in certain states like Illinois, that traffic stop would not be allowed to take place. They would, because they have enacted laws that say you can't stop people for that anymore, for obstructed license plate. And right. there's other states that are doing that as well as cities that have also enacted this in, in, these insane laws. And this is a perfect example of why a traffic, why traffic stops um, are so important for law enforcement uh, in order to get bad guys off the street. So this officer did the exactly the right thing. Now, you... You and I are like mine. I would have shot this guy way sooner, <laughs> way sooner. I can't imagine why this, why the officers engaged in, in, in conversation with him while the guy's got a gun in his hand. Well, Randy, I'm looking at a guy your size. I'm thinking, you know what? If it's a nine millimeter or smaller, you could probably take one or two rounds for nine millimeter <laughs> before you know you have to worry about bleeding out. Even if, even if you get hit, it'll take you two minutes to bleed out. I don't know. I don't know what the concern is, Randy. <laughs> and, and I, <laughs> I want to know why the other officer didn't shoot him as well. Well, I, I know that his perspective, he was, what, on the passenger side of the vehicle at, at the time? I don't know. When the, when the bad guy was sitting in the passenger side, on that other officer's side of the car now, um, sitting with with the, with the gun kind of pointed, like kind of kind of like uh, like up towards the ceiling area. I I I don't know, but you know, I, I thought that when they're giving this bad guy commands, you know, turn the engine on. He kept turning the car on. They kept, hey, dude, you're turning it on. Turn it off. I'm telling you, it, I it just you know what you can see the wheels turning in the bad guy. So when you oh get yeah, to that, absolutely, he had way too much time to plan and rehearse in his mind. Going yes. over his options, what he can do, and and you know I when I see these resists going on, I never see. Um, I don't see uh, from the officer side. I don't. I mean, you may see some, maybe a, an arm bar occasionally, stuff, but I don't see any impact. I don't see punches and impact weapons being used anymore. And I'm just saying, 
rock this guy's world. Knock him into tomorrow. It doesn't look good, but you know it's over in seconds. And uh, and when he's unconscious, you know, drag him out of that out of that you know freaking driver's seat. So I I, I would like to see a little bit more dynamic, um, you know, hands-on action from police officers instead of just like I can't say it on the air what they're what they're doing, but they're playing around with this guy. And you got a guy's like. Keystone cops, you know, a guy pulling, I'm waiting for his tennis shoe, his shoe to come off because one cop is pulling on his foot, the other one's pulling on his hand, and he's stretched out over the front seat, and he's going for a weapon, we found out, which they were they were correct. They just didn't dynamically end this very quickly. Yeah, and and, and you could you could see that this was this suspect was savvy. Um, he knew he he was purposely distracting the officer with uh with the conversation, um, you know, pretending to be compliant. When in actuality he was not, he was he was complying in words, but not by actions. And and of course that's that's a huge red flag. Um, yeah, I would have removed him from the vehicle way way sooner than this, or at least attempted to. Um, you you he was forming a plan, um, and and you know thank God that that he that he didn't bring up that weapon because you know the 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 instance when uh, that threat takes place. And you draw your weapon and you you know, utilize it effectively. Um, it, it, this could have gone in a completely different way, and we could have been, you know, going to another funeral. But thank God the officer made the right decision. He used deadly force. He used it effectively. Um, I just would have liked to see him use it a little quicker. Yeah, I agree. And 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 we both know, and people watch the show who aren't familiar with stats and the research has been done that that bad guy having that gun out, even if the cops have their guns out pointed at him. He could have shot at least at least one of the cops before they would have even been able to react. That is not a theory. That is a fact. Randy knows it. I know it. And educated people that watch the show know it. So that's just scary. Hey, um, 10 seconds on the Wounded Blue, Randy. Well, Wounded Blue is, is helping more and more police officers. Last month alone, we had 32 police officers shot in the line of duty. The Wounded Blue is the assistance program for injured and disabled officers across this country. The Go wounded to blue, woundedblue.org. Aero Precision, Gulls, aufire.com, gunlearn.com, bluethegold.com, mymedicare.live, the free press, and redvoicemedia.com. Thanks, guys.